normal day-to-day soccer mom and fitness trainer. Um, I got involved in politics because it involved our family and they went after our kids and that's where we said enough is enough. Well, folks, I have a great guest with me today, uh, turning into a national hero for her uh, defending parental rights uh, in her own school district. Uh, Sonia Shaw is a school board member down in Chino Valley uh, Unified School District. And we've been working together for, I don't know, a couple months. A couple months, right? Maybe um, May. Yeah, on yeah. a, it started here in California where we had a legislator named Bill Asaley. Um, uh, introduce a bill to, it was a simple notification policy, because um, what's happening here in California schools is teachers and others are teaching kids that their gender is fluid and they get to pick their gender, and surpri- not surprisingly, more and more kids are changing their pronouns and their names uh, at young ages, and the school district uh, st- districts around California sadly are following the direction of the California Department of Education and they are keeping these changes from parents. Yes. Secret transitioning. And so we try to introduce a bill to just say, hey, if a kid is going to change their pronoun and change their name, parents got to know about it. Mm-hmm. Well, this, up here at the legislature, they thought that was a hateful thing to do and they wouldn't even give us a hearing. But we decided to go to local school districts and that is where Sonia Shaw came comes in. So, Sonia, why don't you tell us who you are and um, how you got involved with this? Yeah, awesome. So, um, I am the Chino Valley Unified School Board um, District uh, President. That's right. And I, prior to that, I was a parent advocate. Prior to that, just a normal day-to-day soccer mom and fitness trainer. Um, I got involved in politics because it involved our family and they went after our kids. And that's where we said enough is enough. Um, you know, we started following the bills. And when we started seeing the bills um, passing and being proposed that would deal with these kinds of things, we prior wanted our school board to start voicing and fighting and advocating alongside us. And they didn't want to do that because they were part of it. So when we switched the board, I knew that we need to start standing up to these um, vile politicians here in Sacramento and say enough is enough. If you want to push on these... um, these bills and new laws, then we're going to start putting safeguards and policies in place. So when I heard Bill was going to do that, it only made sense to support and put and put forth a resolution, which our board supported to send a note to Sacramento and all the politicians saying Chino Valley stands with Bill. And then when it got... So it was a resolution supporting his bill with AB 1314. Yeah. And that caused all kinds of controversy. That caused... (laughs) I was like, really to notify parents? But here's what it also caused. It caused parents to be more aware of what was going on. Because when you do a resolution, it's more like a statement from the school board majority, right? Yeah. And you, you say a statement and it goes out and it, it gives a message back. Like it's not just the parents. It's not just this. It's the actual district. And that to me is really important when we come with all these bills that have to do with education as well. Um, so... When it got, you know, killed automatically without even trying to put it up for a hearing, um, Bill came to our school board meeting to support the resolution. That's right. And he said, and I remember those words, it, it was, you can have your own policy. And I'm like, then why am I wasting time? Let's put the policy. And that's when the coalition developed and that's how we met. 
That's right. So we once uh, Bill Asaley, you know, seemingly lost because he couldn't get even get a hearing for his bill. He says, you know, we're we're not going to give up. Yeah. We're just going to put together a let's. He encouraged California Family Council and a bunch of other parental rights organizations to get together and come up with a policy that we could introduce at the local level. Yeah. And so that's what we did. And we thought, well, why not? And we're going to start with a district we know already likes the whole idea. And that was your district. Yeah. Um, and so we put the policy together and you introduced it, I think, first in June and then had your second reading in July. July 20th. Where we took the vote. You took the vote. And uh, so the, the bill does more, it does, it does a couple things. Um, it, it does uh, require that after, uh, that parents have to be notified after three days if certain things happen. One, if uh, a teacher discovers that a kid ha is suicidal, has made, mm -hmm. you know, revealed that he's feeling suicidal, that has to be told to the parent. Uh, another thing is if a kid is being bullied mm -hmm. or a kid is bullying someone else, parents have to be notified. Yes. If a kid is injured, uh, received any kind of injury at school, that parent should know about that as well. And then it also, if a kid is going to change his gender, ask to be called a different gender that's on his birth certificate, parents have to know. There's yes. no reason to keep that secret from parents. That's a big thing to actually change your whole entire identity. Yes. And parents who love their kids, you know, most parents, the vast majority love their kids and are eager to be involved in their lives. So there is no reason why that particular piece of information should be kept secret. And so that was the policy and it passed four to one, yep. but you had quite a hearing. Yeah. I mean, you had a, a special visitor all the way from Sacramento. Yeah. Uh, try to intimidate you. And that yeah. uh, you probably, if you've seen the videos of Tony Thurman, he is the superintendent of public instruction and what what was his message to you well prior to the meeting even starting um, earlier that morning he called out to our superintendent and he said he wanted to speak to our superintendent and myself and I said as I always did when these things come because we've had politicians call our superintendent and try to intimidate and bully him I said give him my personal cell the day goes on no call, no call. And then right when we're in closed session, he had already came. He's shaking hands with everybody. He's somewhere around in our campus. And right when we were in closed session, I get the call. And I'm like, typical, you know? So then our superintendent encouraged after we were done for me to give him a call. We had about 10 minutes before the meeting started. I went out. The audience was, um, well, the, the every, all the community members were out. And they were about to take seat. So if you imagine a stage being set up and everybody out in the front, and they, everybody was talking. It was a huge meeting. We had people from all over come. Um, and I called him out when I was there because I'm like, I wanted to know where he was. I was like, where are you, Tony? I'm right here, you know? And he's like, well, Mrs. Shaw, we need to talk about the policy. Can you please reconsider? And we'll sit down and talk to each other, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, interesting. So you had all this time, and now you want to come on the day of the meeting. And the sad part is he didn't tell us he was coming. And I said, you know why you're here. And then he said, well, I just want you, in long story short, to reconsider and we'll, and we'll sit down. And I, and I pretty much told him, I'm not going to reconsider. You had all this time. And after the meeting, you have my personal cell. Reach out to me and we'll discuss anything that has to do with this or education going forward. Because as parents, we used to reach out to him all the time and no. he would ignore us. Mm -hmm. But here's where we got frustrated. The minute that a few parents were aligned with his beliefs, he would reach out to them and connect. Like this weekend, it was reported he was down there talking to, to um, 
parents at, at a local restaurant. It's like you're making all these efforts, but yet you shut all the rest of the parents that don't agree with you out. I think it's unacceptable. So I told him, no, I'm not going to reconsider. We can talk after the meeting. You have my number. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah, so he came, he spoke, he wanted to speak a little longer, then yeah. he wanted to get a debate with you, and you treated him just like everybody else and told him to sit down, that everybody got one minute, and you think, wow, one minute, that's not very much. Well, it was it we usually... three speakers. 83 speakers, and they usually gave everybody three minutes. Well, yes. do the math, and that would have took, taken forever to have the, that hearing. So they limited everybody to have one minute. So um, we can hear everybody. So we can hear everybody. We really did want to hear everybody. We didn't want to like limit it to, you know, 30 minutes and only hear, you know, a few speakers for the three minutes. We That's were right. really trying to do the best thing and also um, make sure that everybody was heard. And, and believe it or not, I think the one minute they were able to get their, their point across pretty well. Right. Um, but I think what, what I want to do tell you that nobody sees, Tony was interrupting the meeting from the very beginning. Like when we had open public comment, he was yelling out point of order from that point, like about three times. And usually I'm pretty fair in the meetings. Um, I like I like the passion of people. I love and I appreciate their passion, whether they're on our side or not. And you have to run a meeting and you have to make sure no one's disrupting. Yeah. That is understandable. But sometimes things get, get a little heated. So there's been times where I'm like, okay, you're screaming, you're screaming, you're screaming. Get up and scream and then please leave. Because I, I mean, I understand that this... Any kind of policy that tugs at people's hearts, whether you believe it or believe with them or not, they still have, you know, feelings for these things. Yeah. And I try to be fair. Tony was doing it multiple times. I gave him the eye, like, come on, dude, this is three times already. You would have been kicked out already. So when he came back and approached the podium, you guys, if you go back in here, he says, may, and then he drops it and he goes, point of order. And I'm like, oh, no, you do not direct this meeting. You need to go have a seat. And that's when he refused to have a seat at first. But what I also want to point out, after he decided to leave and didn't want to take the seat, he went straight into one of our classrooms that our security gave him access to and did all his media there. So you tell me. Like, we've we've afforded him so many different courtesies that night. We gave him front row seating. We even gave him his staff wanted to go first. Usually we don't do that. But being that he was our state superintendent, I okayed that he can go for the first speaker. Yeah. When he found out Bill Aselli was there, he asked to go after Bill. And I was like... Our secretary said, absolutely not. We already, Mrs. Shaw already afforded you one courtesy. You're not going to dictate to us how we run our meeting. From the very beginning, he was trying to dictate how we ran our meeting. Yeah. Well, so that's what happens when a local school district takes their own authority yeah. that is uh, state allowed. It is actually the law permits. Yeah. Um, and uh, the usually the, see what I think typically happens in these local school boards you know, the state intimidates them all day long. They yeah. tell them what the law means and says, and they do not expect you guys to push back. And now you're pushing back, and mm -hmm. they realize they don't have a law on the books to stop you. They have a guidance policy. Yeah. Um, and so, anyway, so you were the first one. So you can expect the first one to oppose um, their you know, their policy to keep secrets from parents, you're going to get a lot of pushback. But oh, yeah. our, our goal here is to have multiple, multiple other school districts do the same thing as you, mm -hmm. you've done. So we had Marietta yep. uh, uh, school exciting. district this last week yep. ad ad adopt the same exact policy. Yes. 
Uh, I think we have Glendora tonight. Glendora tonight. Uh, we have the City of Orange um, on Thursday. So it is weather ones coming up. So um, it's starting to spread, and so hopefully the heat will they'll they'll, they'll find another target because mm, we don't really want to do that because here's you want to do a target. <laughs> you know why? Because here's what I say. Chino Valley has always been special, and I'm I'm all communities are special, but in the sense where we can take the beating we have for the last three to four years as parents, right? And I'm the one that decided, okay, I have all this support around me, come at us. I don't want the other boards to get the heat. I don't want them to do that. I want them to focus on what's important while the daggers are being thrown because the same thing with Bonta. Why didn't he open an investigation that quick like how he did with us on Marietta? So it's interesting, right? So let them waste their time on people who are willing to take it right now so the other ones can continue to pass that tor to the torch hmm. and continue the movement while they're busy with me. I'll yeah. keep them busy yeah. and the rest can continue because we passed it already. And I think it's beautiful because while I entertain them, then we can continue to do what, we're, we, what we were set to do. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of what you do, right? I don't want the other ones to feel anything like what we did. I don't want them to get the death threats. I don't want them to get the nasty emails. In fact, I prefer people just do what exactly they did for, for me and our board. The amounts of um, support all through the nation, that is the, that's, that is the key. Because believe it or not, those handwritten cards coming in, those emails, those phone calls to our secretaries, I get chills because it's so beautiful. And it doesn't even just encourage me, it encourages these staff because they're dealing with now the heat of Bonta, all these tedious acts, the subpoena that, you know, we're now having to do all these things, um, going through my phones and my emails. Um, I mean, when you get that little, hey, guys, please keep it up, that's what I want the boards to fill. That's what I want all these other courageous board members to fill because that will now show the next one when they pass it. Don't worry about it. Like, we got this, right? People are excited. People are, are you have people that were never involved in this fight. They now know who Bonta is. They now know who Tony Thurman is. Right. They're now aware of the dangers and they're watching them. These people are being revealed. They're being exposed completely. And then we have the chance to remove them. And I think that's a beautiful thing. That is a beautiful thing. Well, we're excited about where this is gonna go. Actually, uh, you are up here at the state capitol, which is right across the street, um, for a parental rights press conference happening today. What's yes. gonna to happen? Today. today, so we'll do our press conference. It looks like Newsom got a little nervous. He's doing one right after us, and <laughs> he's talking about par parent empowerment. Uh, go figure, parent empowerment, but yet they're fighting and using all their resources to fight against us to involve the parents. So to me, we we don't just say it, we do it. They say things, they know the parental rights movement is huge, and they're trying to get on the board um, of parental rights. Don't let them do it. They're lying. Um, this is what slimy politicians do. Call them out, show them what your actions are. So um, for me, it's we're going to do this today. We're going to go lobby. I'm going to go right up with those elective officials and say, you can't be voting on 1078, 596, all these horrific bills. No. Give them the chance because at least they can never say that we didn't reach out to them. Tony Thurman has my personal cell. I've emailed um, Newsom. I've emailed Bonta from my um, district phone. I mean, although they have access probably to most of my emails now, um, they don't want to reach out. They don't want to talk to parents. Yeah. If I am one that has all these parents behind me and I stand as a parent, why don't you want to hear my voice? What are you so afraid of? 
And then next week we have the big rally, which is we going to be exciting. That's right. We're having another big rally. The California Family Council, yep. Real Impact. Uh, Jack Hibbs is coming, yes. which is a church that you attend, I believe. Absolutely. And um, and uh, Capital Resource Institute, we're throwing a big lobby day yes. uh, and a rally uh, that starts at 9 in the morning. We'll be training you on how to lobby. 11 o'clock on the west steps of the Capitol, we are throwing a huge rally mm -hmm. to rally uh, to encourage parents to stand up for parental rights, yes. to oppose a bunch of really bad bills that it really uh, puts the state in charge of your own children. They're willing to take your kids. Yep. Uh, th that's what it's come down to if you don't follow their ideas about gender. And so we got, we got to make sure they know we are not going to put up with that. And so th we hope thousands and thousands show up. And you're going to be one of the main speakers yeah. uh, with many others. And so hopefully the, the whole country pays attention to what California is doing. Because if they don't, what here's what happens here in California is going to spread to the whole nation. There goes the nation. So we want that to stop right here. Yeah. So thank you, folks, for being with us. Um, I wish you well. Your inspiration to everybody, and keep up the good work. Too. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.